Welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo himself. Hello. And Brendan the Producer Pika. Hey yo. Welcome in for another edition of the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Three guys who are barely athletic bring you some fantasy opinions. And today we're breaking down some make or break players. So essentially some players that they're kind of they have an opportunity here to prove themselves or get themselves cast into the fantasy never never land where players like Trent Richardson await them. Oh. Uh, oh I'm excited about this. You know, thinking about some previous make or break players, there's a lot of broken hearts. You know, some mm-hmm. jump out to me like uh, Evan Ingram. You know, last year he was a make or break for me. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's dead done. to me now. So, he's, you know, we, he's broke. He's, <laughs> he broke, he's broke hard. <laughs> he might physically be broke. Uh, yeah, there Marquise go. Brown last year for Ooh. me. Well, I he's, had, uh, he's coming I had, up. You can't rule him out. Uh, I had about two, two episodes in a row where I just bashed on him. Just yelling, you're off my team. You're done. <laughs> so I got, I got a little too harsh on the guy. Yeah, he's young. He's young. He can, he can turn it around. Uh, you know, I'm going to get our creative juices flowing here. Yeah. Now, Andrew, in 2021, make or yes. break, I'm going to make you choose one of these people. Drew Barrymore or yeah. Cameron Diaz? True. Ba- uh, let's go Drew Barrymore. Wow. Hot take. May I ask why? Really no reason. Both of them are kind of irrelevant. My it, uh, Charlie's Angels, maybe? <laughs> 50 first dates was pretty good so okay oh yeah oh well man i I just i've never i mean she was in scream for like 15 minutes 10 minutes at the beginning that was pretty cool all right i'm curious where are you going with this is what i'm curious about i'm just getting the fantasy juices flowing yeah okay spot where we make choices and defend Mm -hmm. them so not going anywhere with that nothing no i just they're past, they're past my, they're before my time. Okay. Well, I'm sure you upset some people out there. For the record, I, I I'm team Cameron Diaz there. Team Cameron Diaz, of course you uh, Make or break players. You know, people yep. came here for fantasy football analysis, not our celebrity opinions. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew, obviously, since you have garbage ones. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll let All you right. go first. Who's your first make or break player? All right. Make or break players. I'm going to start out. Let's go Henry Ruggs. Let's go Henry Ruggs, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. I keep wanting to say Oakland. Uh, I'm still doing it. Henry Ruggs, he was supposed to emerge as the wide receiver one last year. Uh, Towards the end of the year, people projected him to finish as the top receiver for the Raiders. But that role went to Nelson Aguilar, very surprisingly. Uh, He's got another chance this year because Nelson Aguilar went to the Patriots. So really all he needs to do is compete with Darren Waller for the targets. Obviously he's not going to win that. Darren Waller is the wide receiver one, but Ruggs has the potential again, has the opportunity again to beat out the very lackluster, you know, Brian Edwards, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, that, that wide receiver core. He has the opportunity to emerge as the best 
However, there are a lot of setbacks. For example, Derek Carr, I know how much you love him. Uh, <laughs> I know you're holding in your anger, but he is not a great quarterback, Bryant. I don't care how much you love him. I don't care that you have a giant poster on your bedroom wall of Derek Carr. He's not that good of a quarterback. Uh, and they do have a poor offensive line as well. One of the worst in the NFL. Henry Ruggs, his specialty is the deep ball. Everyone knew that going into the draft. He is the deep ball guy. That's what he does best. Derek Carr does have the arm strength and the accuracy to be able to support him with these deep balls. However, the offensive line is so bad, I don't think they're going to give Derek Carr enough time in the pocket to make those throws. I just don't I don't see Henry Ruggs really emerging. So I, I have him as a make it or break a player because if he has another disappointing season, he can really become irrelevant in terms of fantasy. So I guess we can make a prediction of is he going to make it or break it? I'm actually going to lean more towards break it. Yeah. What I mean, about you? What are you saying? Opening that up. Mm-hmm. You know, Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver drafted last year, uh, which yeah. seems laughable at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the truth. Oakland Raiders took their took their shot. Uh, and there this year, you know, I think it's a little unfair. Everyone's saying, well, of course, Henry Ruggs was the worst Alabama receiver last year. You know, they, it was just a matter of time before these other guys showed up in the draft. And now all of a sudden, these guys who are rookies this year, they're claiming are so much better than Ruggs than Ruggs is so I think that's a little recency bias I mean Ruggs is still a good player um you know I I have a complicated relationship with the Raiders and more specifically Derek Carr uh you know shockingly you know I think I'm going to defend Ruggs here um he has nowhere to go but up I truly think he will improve a huge issue that there was last year is Derek Carr's inefficiency throwing the ball down the field there were so many times Ruggs was open, uh, and it just they the two couldn't connect. They didn't have that chemistry, and Carr just wasn't great. At, I at correlate that more to the O line over Derek Carr's ability. But okay, there were some plays. I agree sure. with you. It wasn't you know it wasn't every play Carr is super accurate. He's just a yeah, mediocre quarterback. You know I disagree. They had a good O line last year, so I'm going to stick with you know Derek Carr being the reason that. They didn't find success. So by no means do I expect Ruggs to come out here and be a top 20 wide receiver this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But I certainly think he's better than what people are thinking he is. You know, people are tossing him to the side. Uh, Andrew, I know you in our Dynasty League, you know, you tossed yeah. out Henry Ruggs on the trade block. I, I put him I, on the trade block. I'm yeah, listening for offers. I, I tried to low, low ball you because I think a lot of yep. people are frustrated with him. Um, you know, I can certainly see where I would be if I was an owner. I think he still has the talent. I think it's too early to call it quits mm-hmm. on rugs. Year one, it was a bad team situation with a bad quarterback situation. Rugs, you know, he didn't develop as quickly as perhaps he should have. So yep. I think it's still a, a situation that's progressing. I think he had some maturing to do, some some football improvements to make. And, you know, we got, we've been so spoiled with first-year studs like Justin Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson, C. Higgins, yeah. C.D. Lamb. Even mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I'm having trouble thinking of them, but we're seeing rookie receivers have a lot of uh, success right off the bat. 
Well, there used to be a thing called the third year breakout for wide receivers because <laughs> yep. it used to take a little bit of time. So, I remember you know, that. I don't think everyone's a phenom right off the bat. You know, it, it sometimes it does take that three years to figure out how to refine your game to the NFL standard. So I'm not buying rugs. Uh, I'm not selling them. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think. Wait. Yeah. You know, honestly, as long as he doesn't do worse than he did last season. I think he's still in a hold pattern. I don't think it's make or break. I think he just continues to get mm. better. Um, so I guess that's where I stand. So if I had to choose one, interesting. Okay. I would say he makes it. Um, this team okay. has nobody outside of Darren Waller. If Derek Carr mm-hmm. can do anything, uh, it should be Henry Ruggs taking advantage of that. So I say I am more in than out for Henry Ruggs. Yeah, it, it worries me, though, because they Ruggs didn't do well last year, and I didn't see a lot of offseason improvement from the Raiders to make me believe that Ruggs is going to do anything better than than what he did last year. It's He had some injuries, uh, which kept him out for a, a few games, but he I just it, I, I wasn't too impressed. If, if the Raiders had let's say uh, let's put in a better quarterback let's say that you know Aaron Rodgers went to the Shut Raiders your mouth. it's crazy it was one of the rumors uh you know right when the news first came out but it's not really a, a rumor anymore got shut oh down my God. are Derek we still Carson talking about guy. Henry Ruggs we are because oh my god nothing's changed for this team which uh, oh, makes me believe okay wrong you're wrong they yeah. got rid of Nelson I mean Nelson Aguilar led this team last year. Other than Darren they did Waller. lead the team, and he's gone. But they then they brought in they brought they brought in John Brown and Willie Snead, who I Ooh. have as the it, last year. If you looked at the Raiders <laughs> team and was like, you would look at Nelson Aguilar and make that same noise. You go, oh, oh he's not going to do anything. Oh, absolutely, but he did but really well. It wasn't it wasn't so much everybody else was bad. It was Aguilar played mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, let's not forget Algalore. I think he was a first or second round pick. So it's not like he's devoid of talent. But, uh, man, that opened up a lot of targets. And I think that move increases Henry Ruggs. So it's not that they didn't do Mm -hmm. anything to improve it. But, I mean, addition by subtraction, my man. I I see John Brown just slotting. He's not going to do as good as Algalore. But I I see John Brown taking (sighs) most of the targets. Okay. As ugly as it is. All right. I disagree. Brendan, use tiebreaker. Oh, here we go. Oh, tie. Geez, um, I quite honestly, I don't feel qualified enough to uh, to make yeah. a decision on this. But I will say, who is more compelling? Um, I, I, sl- well, I, I think I, I lean slightly more towards break it. But Brian, your argument was more compelling. I think. Um, I, I do think that that John Brown and uh, and Willie Sneed will play a, a role in this. Which is gonna I mean, suck. yeah, it's going to suck. Um, but I, I mean, I, I can't say I'm completely out on Henry Ruggs either. I, I don't value him very highly um, as far as fantasy assets go. But um, yeah, I, I'd say I slightly lean more towards break it for this season. Well, there you Not go. Bad. Um I'll go with my first make-or-break player. This yep. is one that I'm extremely excited for. This is a person that I individually and independently traded for in a dynasty league. Mm-hmm. I am casting my vote with my actions. Carson Wentz, Ooh, new quarterback good one. for Indianapolis Colts. There's a lot to like here and a lot to not like. 
Uh, we've seen Carson Wentz lead MVP caliber seasons. We have seen him finish as a top 10 quarterback. Um, we've seen him do it multiple times. Yes, he's had a bad last two years. Last year, for example, there were 11 different O-line combinations that he played through. Last year, he saw a revolving door of Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Travis Fulgham, and other people that it's not even worth remembering. He's seen coaching changes. Doug Peterson and him apparently got in a fight. We've seen just everything that could go wrong for this for that franchise ever mm-hmm. since their Super Bowl. It fell apart, and it fell apart fast. Uh, I strongly believe in Carson once. You know, we saw that when he was drafted number two overall. He has the intangibles. He's a leader. He's got the arm. He's got the size. He has the vision. He has the talent. We've seen the rushing ability. You know, he's a poor man's Andrew Luck, which is still better than that's good that's a compliment players yeah that's that's a a huge compliment um you know it's he was poo-pooed you know like we like i said doug peterson you know once was in his doghouse uh he was seeing ghosts he was getting destroyed he's faced injuries Mm. sam darnold effect yeah truly uh and he comes to a situation where his previous coach who tutored him with his best performances Mm -hmm. actively went out and got him. He has a coach who believes in him, a coach that has gotten the best out of this player, and he instantly upgrades the team. It upgrades the division he's in. Uh, bad defenses abound uh, in his in his grouping. Uh, wide receivers are better. Coaching's better. O lines better. Run game's better. This is this is setting up for once to be the next. I'm not going to say the next Andrew Luck because once again. He could be that's Andrew Luck light. That's what mm-hmm. that's what this team was built for. I mean, when Andrew Luck, he got his butt kicked for years behind a terrible O line. Actually, a terrible everything for Indianapolis. All they had was Andrew Luck. Yeah, uh, and they slowly built things back for that quarterback. Well, he was gone, so they were stuck with just leftovers at quarterback with a really good team built around it. That was their biggest weakness. Now they get Wentz. We've seen him do it before. And like I said, Frank Reich is my favorite coach in the NFL. You know, he puts it together better than anybody else. I fully expect him to get the best of Wentz. And, you know, it may may take a couple games. But T.Y. Hilton, I don't think he's done. Michael Pittman, you know, he's an ascending talent. He wasn't amazing last year. But, man, okay, he's a rookie. He showed potential near the end of the season. He's a big-bodied receiver. He can figure it out. You've got mm-hmm. capable tight ends, Jack, Do- Jack Doyle, Mo Cox, Jonathan Taylor is a beast. Naeem Hines, he's a very competent pass catcher. I just think everything lines up for once to be, at worst, a really strong QB2. At best, he goes back to being a top-10 QB. I mean, we've seen him do it. Sneaky athletic rusher. Uh, once is in a spot that the team believes in him. Very risky, obviously. There's an injury history. And mentally, he looked shot last year. So if he can't get back to that winner mentality, it might be too late. But I really think once has it in him to return to being an elite quarterback in this league. So you're going to make it. Oh, flying hell colors. yeah. Make it all yes. day. 
I like that. I'm going to go make it as well. Uh, I, it's funny. I, when I saw that trade for Carson Wentz, I, w- I was like, all right, he's going to put this on his. Yeah, you're like, that's a breaking list. <laughs> because I, I was, it, it's, there is a correlation between players we talk about on the podcast and players on our fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, that is a real thing. And I knew you were going to put him down, so I deleted him from my list because <laughs> I have I have him as a make it or break a player. He's a very, very I think he's the best candidate really for for yeah. this segment. I completely this entire time you were talking about him, I was just constantly nodding my head up and down, just agreeing because everything you said, Frank Reich, like you said, is a, is a genius. I don't think the Eagles should have won the, the I did like how did the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Frank Reich, he's a genius. Yeah, with so, Nick Foles. With Nick Foles, it's crazy to think that that team beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. So uh, reuniting with Frank Reich is only going to ha- help him. He I, has an upgrade in wide receivers. It's not a great wide receiver room, but it's way better than the Eagles. I completely agree that he is going to take a big step up this season. I think that his fantasy output is very limited due to the, I guess, underwhelming wide receivers, but more along the lines of the run-heavy Colts offensive scheme. Uh, but when Wentz throws the ball, I think he can get it done. So I, I'm not. We're not going to see you know five-yard checkdown passes from Philip Rivers last season. It's going to be he's going to want to go deep. And T.Y. still has stuff left in the tank. He was another candidate that I wanted to put on this list, but I picked other players instead. So there's a lot to unravel here for the Indianapolis Colts. Things can go very, very well for them this season. I see them as playoff contenders. But on the flip side, if Wentz has truly lost it, Colts need to move on, and they need to move on quickly. But I do have faith. In Wentz, I think reuniting with Frank Reich is the best thing he could ever do for his career. I love this move. Very excited to see him this season. So I'm going to go make it as well. I like Very it. Well Andrew, who's next? You know, I said the Darnold effect. Let's talk about <laughs> Sam Darnold. Let's do it. Almost, kind of in a similar situation as, yeah. as Carson Wentz. So since Sam Darnold was drafted to the Jets, he's had... Literally the worst ranked offensive line for three years in a row. He has no, he had no high talent weapons, unless you want to call Jamison Crowder a high talent <laughs> weapon. I know you won't. Even I won't even. Won't. And I love the guy. He's had a god awful coach. I think that's something we can all agree on. Uh, Adam Gase. Wow. Uh, hey, he got the best he, of he was Peyton Manning. Jeez. I mean. <laughs> Way different situation. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold is now 13 and 25 as a starter. That's a terrible record. Um, he, he had a 59.8% completion rate. Uh, he had six more career touchdowns than interceptions, which is a horrible percentage. He's ranked dead last in, in passer rating. I mean, I, I can I can say more stats, but you know, I don't want to bore you to death. Bottom line is he is crappy. He is he is a terrible quarterback when he plays for Adam Gase and the New York Jets. Now he is on a way more exciting team. He gets the best running back in the game, Christian McCaffrey, who last time he was healthy and played a full season, he had a thousand, a thousand. That's a thousand yards rushing, thousand yards receiving. So he's basically a receiver in and of himself. Then you have DJ Moore, which 
a top 20, you can argue top 15 receiver, an improved Robbie Anderson, who really didn't step up until he left Adam Gase and the New York Jets. And he has a very good offensive coordinator in Joe Brady. Joe Brady's actually really underrated. I really like him. He's very young. He was the uh, the LSU guy for with Joe Burrow and their and their title winning campaign. But now he's the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, and they shouldn't have done good last season. Like with McCaffrey out and Teddy Bridgewater starting as the quarterback, they had a terrible defense. They did finish five and eleven. However. They competed every week. Only four of the 11 losses, they lost more than once, lost by more than one score. So Darnold has the potential to, to join this team and kind of push them over the edge. Maybe those, those losses, those seven losses that were down by one score, that could change. That could, that, I seriously believe that Darnold can, can give them that, that extra push to give them a winning season. So he's on a talented team. They got a, a, a solid O-line. They're in a division that's tough enough to where they're going to need to throw the ball. If Sam Darnold does not make it this season, he has no excuse if he fails. He had all the excuses in the world for the last three years with the New York Jets. All those things I talked about, the O-line, Adam Gase, no weapons. He has all of that on this Carolina Panthers team. So this is really a make it or break it season because if Sam Darnold fails, if he is not the guy, if he sucks, you need to move on from him right away because this Panthers team is kind of a a sneaky contender. They can make playoffs this year if they have a good quarterback to lead them and if everyone stays healthy, obviously. So I, I have faith in Darnold. I still think he's a really good quarterback. He's very young, too. He's only 23. So he's still very young, uh, which means that he's still kind of raw. There's still f- things that you can, you can still work with him, and he still has a lot of room to improve. So we haven't seen the best out of Sam Darnold yet. I think that he's going to take a big step forward this season for multiple reasons. So he's a make-it candidate for me. Yeah, I am right there with you. I love Sam Darnold this year, uh, and I really do believe in his ability. You know, another highly touted prospect out of USC, uh, Adam Gase was a train wreck. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, after he got traded this past season, he was talking Mm -hmm. about he would line up and the other team would call out exactly what they were doing. (laughs) They would uh, know the play. That's how bad Adam Gase was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think Darnold still has it. He was obviously rattled by being on an awful team, uh, coached by an awful coach, uh, and not giving a ch- not given a chance to succeed. Um, yeah. You know, there's an argu- argument to be made. Good quarterbacks make the most of their situation. Whatever. Um, I love the Panthers. I love the ownership. I love the coaching. Mm-hmm. I love the weapons. You know, DJ Moore, like you pointed out, his receiving options are one of the best in the NFL. So yep. really, the sky's the limit. He already has experience with Robbie Anderson. Um, you know, he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. So right off the bat, at very worst, he'll be what Teddy Bridgewater was last year. Yeah. And I really think Sam has more upside than that too. So I love it. I love this team. And I think this is a really smart by low real life, (laughs) um, football move. So 
I'm with yeah. you. I think it's a make it season for Sam Darnold. I am all mm-hmm. aboard. I, I do want to point out Carson Wentz ranked as the quarterback 21. Sam Darnold ranked as the quarterback 27 in these mock drafts. So if you want a late round flyer with huge upside, there's your options. Yeah, I like it. My next player is Miles Sanders running there back for the Eagles. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. Miles okay. Sanders is a prospect who people loved coming out of college. He has that big playability, that speed. Uh, he's a really good open field player. And we've seen it. You know, Most of his fantasy impact comes on those big breakaway runs. Uh, and that's really what you want as a fantasy owner. Uh, we've seen him deal with injuries and inefficiency. He really struggles, you know, when he doesn't break away. <laughs> he, he doesn't do all that well when he's contained and when he's not able to do his moves. So, you know, I, I really like the talent. Um, the biggest issue we were running into was, one, the O-line. The same things that went wrong for Carson Wentz are the same things that went wrong for Miles Sanders. It was an issue coaching. And it was an issue uh, with the O-line. New coaching staff, new quarterback, Jalen Hurts is calling the shots. I'm a little nervous. You know, this team, Miles Sanders was dreadful in the receiving game. Ranked near mm-hmm. dead last when it comes to running back catching efficiency. Uh, so they handle that by drafting Kenny Gainwell. Uh, and they also handle it by picking up on Johnson. So I think Miles Sanders is O-U-T out when it comes to pass catching. So that leaves him as a first and second down back. I think he can still do a lot of damage in that role. His O-line's improved. I do think that uh, Jalen Hurts as the quarterback will improve things for Miles Sanders. I think that should open up some opportunities. That may also, you know, he might lose some production on the ground as far as red zone opportunity. But Mm. Miles Sanders, you know, he's still a freakishly good athlete he's still got that in his tool belt you know people are talking about him potentially being an rb1 this is a new coaching staff i think they made it clear that they do not intend for him to be uh, he's the stepson <laughs> he's a redheaded stepson of this new coaching yep. staff yep he's um so they're gonna make it work you know they they drafted him so they're stuck with him um well i guess the team drafted him in this case uh, so, you know, they're going to pretend to make it work for a year and then they'll they'll look for somebody better later on. So yeah. Miles Sanders, I think this season is a low end RB2. He'll have flashes, um, but by no means do I think he'll be somebody reliable for you. So for me, he's a break. Uh, what's hard is if he does show up and, you know, play really, really well, it wouldn't be shocking if he does turn into an RB1 a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. Because if he does show up early and be what he was drafted to be, he'll be indisputably the best option for this team. So if he's healthy, he can make a big difference, but there's also quite a bit of downside. I think he's going to break just because the situation does not like him. Yeah, if he he makes instead of breaks, then we're going to look real stupid because I'm fading on Miles Sanders as well. I'm agreeing with you again. I'm going break it. Uh, it's just like you said, it, it, it's just not the situation is not good for Miles Sanders. They added like four running backs this offseason. Kenneth Gainwell to to catch the ball. Carry on Johnson just as a backup. 
They signed Jordan Howard for like the 15th time. Uh, they just can't stay away from Philly. So that everything along with Jalen Hurts as a rushing quarterback puts his carries in jeopardy. I You don't see him. You're not going to see him catch the ball as much. That's going to go to Kenny. You're not going to see him have as many red zone carries. I think that's going to go to Jordan Howard as ugly as that is. I think Howard is going to have games where he runs the ball twice for three yards and two touchdowns. Like It's going to be really, really annoying. And Jalen Hurts' rushing ability is also going to put the the red zone carries in jeopardy. So Sanders, he, he really struggled last year, like you said, on his three down back duties. His pass blocking is, is something that isn't being brought up a lot because it's not really fantasy relevant. But there is a connection there. If you're, Some coaches really require good pass blocking from their running backs. And Miles Sanders was one of the worst blockers last year among the running backs. So if, if Philly requires that out of their RBs, I can see a lot less snap count for him, which leads to a lot less opportunity. So I'm fading on Miles Sanders as well. Are we thinking, what, one more each? One more each? Is that what yeah. we're feeling? Yeah, yeah well, can, let's do it. I can do that. One more each. Since I went wide receiver and quarterback, I'm going to go with the running back. Another big-name guy, Ezekiel Elliott for the Ooh. Dallas Cowboys. Since his rookie season, Zeke has had a decrease of efficiency throughout the years. He had another season with a thousand, uh, with less than 1,000 yards rushing. Yes, this could be due to Dak Prescott's injury in week five because Ezekiel Elliott was looking pretty good. But we are seeing an increase in passing plays for the Dallas Cowboys. They are leaning more towards a passing offense over rushing, as well as an increase in Tony Pollard's snap percentage. Towards the end of the season, this last season, there was a, for I think the last five games when both of them were healthy, there was a 60-40 snap count in favor of Elliott. That's not really what you want out of a a top uh, first-round talent or a top-five running back that, that people projected him to be. You want that to be more of a 80-20. You, know? you need that every down back, and Elliott's looking to be less and less of that. He's becoming less efficient in yards per carry. He's being less involved in the receiving game just because there are so many mouths to feed. This is a make it or break a season for Elliott, not to prove that he's fantasy relevant because he's still going to be, but to prove that he is in that elite tier of running backs. For example, he is still being drafted in the first round of most fantasy football mock drafts in a 12-team league. Let me throw you out some hypotheticals. Would you rather have Ezekiel Elliott or Nick Chubb? Which, who would you rather have? Uh, I would actually. That's a great question. Um, Man, that's a tricky one. I'd go Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's he's being drafted around Derrick Henry. I assume you'd rather have Derrick Henry than Elliott. Uh, yeah, I would. Jonathan Taylor? Or, or Give me JT. Elliott. Yeah, JT. And these are all the players that Elliott is being drafted around. I think he's down a tier. I really do. I think he's he's in a lower tier. And you you drop that tier down, he's around... 
Eckler, Gibson, Mixon, uh, Akers, Aaron Jones. There's a good chance where I'm drafting all of those players over Ezekiel Elliott this season. Yeah. Just because there you there is a better argument for all of those players to finish top 10 over Ezekiel Elliott. Based on statistics, based on the involvement that he has in this offense, I'm a little worried. He still has that upside that he showed within the first five weeks, but it shows one thing goes wrong for the Dallas Cowboys team and the team starts falling apart. Elliott needed to be that guy to just carry the team to victory, and he is not stepped up. I can see him taking, uh, I'm not going to say a, a step back this season, but I, I'm not going to see an improvement out of Elliott. There are a lot better running backs out there that are coming to claim that that top spot, that first round uh, kind of tier, and Elliott's going to fall. So I'm actually going to go break for Zico Elliott. I don't see him having uh, a top 12 finish this season. Yeah, that's a really good argument. Um, I actually really like Zeke, and I think people are sleeping on him. Um, but, you know, those names you listed, it's close. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can see the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely not what he used to be, and you're right. He has absolutely dropped a tier or two. Um, oh, still has an opportunity. So Yeah, you know, it, this is a tough one. This is one where it's, that was, I could tell we would have a good discussion. If uh, I walked away with him as my RB1, I would feel fine about that. Okay. You know, I... He's he's one of those where I wouldn't be all that worried if he was my RB one. Um, Interesting. Okay. You know, I I haven't really looked at what my ranks would be. Yeah. But, well, know, so I think early. he would be on that RB one, you know, kind of threshold. Mm-hmm. So, once again, man, I'd be stoked if he was my RB one. He can certainly do a lot worse. But yeah, I think if I had to choose, I think this is a make it year. You know, I don't Got think it. he'll go back to Come his back. elite years. But, yeah, I think top 10 running back is absolutely within his realm of possibility, especially with Dak back uh, in this Dallas Cowboy team needing to be offensively great again. Awesome. I like that. My my next question, I was going to ask you, where do you rank him? But you said that top 10. So, perfect. Yeah. I like that one. All right, let's hear it. So, yeah, I guess we might need need a tiebreak for this one. Tiebreaker. For this season, I'm saying outlook for this season, I actually think is pretty good for for Ezekiel Elliott. So if we're talking purely this season, mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying yep. make it for Zeke. Um, I see him being a top ten running back this season. Perfect. I like that. I like that answer. Yeah. I but let's hear it. Dig it. My final make or break player, Kenny Galladay with the Ooh. New York Giants. Ooh. This one's tough because I love Kenny Galladay, the player. His nickname in Detroit was Babytron, which I feel bad for him. That's a sucky nickname. It's still kind of a compliment, though. Oh, it's like it's like Andrew Luck Light. It's It's a a very good compliment, but it's a sucky nickname. Um, yeah, Kenny Galladay. We've seen him be absolutely elite. He has finished top ten as a wide receiver before. We know he can do it. He's got that big playability, that contested catchability. He's fantastic. You know, he's a really good wide receiver. And as far as natural talent, you know, I think he's top 10 in the NFL as far as physical catchability. Um, he's got the, the size, the body, the speed. Like I said, he's, he's kind of a complete package. 
you know, he's left Matthew Stafford, which unfortunately is a huge downgrade because Stafford is the perfect quarterback complement for the game he plays. Uh, so I guess, Andrew, let me start with this question. Uh, yeah. Let's pretend nothing changed. Let's pretend Galladay is in Detroit with Matthew Stafford. Everything's hunky-dory. Would you have Kenny Galladay as a top 12 receiver? I'm all in on that, man. I'm yeah, all in on yeah. that. Galladay and Stafford, I love. Like yeah. you said, top 10 talent. Galladay really is. He's that good. Yeah. Uh, and it breaks my heart that he went to the Giants uh, with Daniel Jones. Uh, and not only that, the Giants drafted another very touted wide receiver in Tooney. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. You know, there's a lot of mouths to feed in this Giants offense. And I I really don't think Jones is good enough to deliver. And I don't think Jones will be able to be efficient with his targets that does get to Galladay. Because for Galladay to be good, I mean, he will need to make the most of his limited opportunities. But you have Saquon Barkley coming back. Uh, You have Sterling Shepard, who, you know, he's a good player. Darius mm-hmm. Slayton is a good yep. player. Kenny Galladay is an amazing player. Evan Ingram, you know, as much as he vexes us, he is a very good NFL player. There's a lot of mouths to feed on this team. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be a struggle. As far as ability, love Galladay. Uh, as far as real-world situation, I am thrilled he got paid. He absolutely deserved that gigantic contract. But for fantasy, I think it might be a break at year. Yeah, uh, it, it's really less of Kenny Galladay uh, as it is Daniel Jones. I want to make a counter argument to try to make this more interesting, but that comes down to me saying that Daniel Jones can get him the ball, and I just don't see it. I don't see Daniel Jones stepping it up this season. He is not Dak Prescott. He cannot feed three elite receivers. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Kenny Galladay is that that outside type of receiver. I see Daniel Jones throwing it. Uh, he's not. He's not that accurate. He doesn't have the arm strength. He doesn't have. Well, the accuracy. okay. He does have the arm strength. He does have the arm strength. He doesn't have the accuracy. Right. To get it to Kenny Galladay for the big plays, which, like you said, means that there's going to be a lot less passes to Galladay than his previous seasons, and he has to make the best out of it. But is it weird that I think that Kadarius Tony is going to have more targets than... Or maybe I should say receptions than Kenny Galladay next season? Is that That's crazy. too crazy? Yep. No, you're that wrong. is too crazy? All right. That's fine, but... It's it's not that I don't like Kenny Galladay because you put him on almost any other NFL team and I'm loving it. I'm all in. But the fact that Daniel Jones is still the quarterback, Daniel Jones had one week last season, one week where he finished with quarterback one numbers. One week. That's terrible. I There's not really a... And that's from running receiver that, yeah, that's just, I I just don't like this team. It's more of the giants as a whole. I, I don't like Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones is the quarterback, which he's going to be, they, they went all in on Daniel Jones. They doubled down. That limits every receiver. So you're not expecting the Josh Allen third year breakout. 
I'm not expecting the Josh Allen third year breakout because Josh Allen's first and second year were a lot better than Daniel Jones's first and second. Uh, you know, I, I do want to point out. You know, you mentioned uh, Daniel Jones doesn't quite have the accuracy. You know, yeah. that may play to Galladay's strengths as that contested okay. catch master. So that's you know, true. Not to not to uh, give Danny Nichols too much credit. Um, you know, if you had to, from the entire NFL, you know, pick a wide receiver that would complement Daniel Jones to the best of the ability, you know, it's yeah. players like DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny yeah, Galladay. You know, those are the two yeah. that jump out at me as perfect mm-hmm. compliments for what he does. So it could very well, you know, he throws three or four bombs a game. And if Galladay comes down with one or two of them, I mean, that's a big day. ADR Once again, I, I don't yeah. think the targets, it, I don't think the volume is going to be there. Be. I don't think the efficiency is going to be there. Yeah. It sounds like we're both down on Galladay through no fault of his own. Which is so unfortunate. Oh, that's, yeah. that's such an unfortunate yeah, situation. It's like, it's a worse, like, Allen Robinson. Because Allen Robinson <laughs> is like always in, you know, when he was in Jacksonville, it's like, yeah, yeah. he was their quarterback. Like, Bortles, yeah. like, ooh. Then he's like, oh, we got Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Ooh. But they're both like top talents. So I I want I, I wish I could have Kenny Galladay on my team just because he's so good. But then because he went to the Giants, I'm 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 gonna pass on him this year. I'm gonna pass until they get a better quarterback. No offense, Daniel Jones. I just don't see it happening. Bring Here's a question in for Gardner you, Andrew. Just kidding. Uh What's pure up? talent. You're starting yeah. an NFL team yourself. And you yep. have to pick between Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay. Who do you pick? Oh, oh, that is, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, we'll take, we'll take age out of it as well. Cause I know Allen Robinson is a little bit older. Uh, I mean, they're, they're the, they're about the same. I would go Allen Robinson. Um, wow. Okay. But Look at there's you. really, you can make an argument for both sides. They're both top 10 talents in my head. Uh, they're both very, very good on the outside. I guess Galladay has a little bit better contested catches, but I give I give the hands and the route running a little bit more to Allen Robinson. But you're either way, you're going to be great. You're gonna you're gonna be happy having both of them as your wide receiver one. Actually, you're going to be thrilled. So, yeah, I mean, just get a get a better quarterback. I'm all in on Galladay. He still has time to be that top 12 wide receiver that we want him to be, but it's not going to be this year. Well, Andrew, that wraps up our make it or break it episode. Uh, Everyone. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for listening. Please keep checking back as we get ready for the NFL season. We are so excited. You choose to listen to us. We are very appreciative of you guys showing up week after week. If you can ask a small favor, if you can, please leave a review on whatever platform it is you choose to listen to us on. Makes a huge difference in spreading the word. Uh, Everyone stay safe out there. We'll see you soon. Inching closer to the NFL season. Catch you next time.